Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara and I am your host. Welcome to episode 35 of Book of Leaves, the podcast where each episode I interview someone who is doing something good for the planet in some way and we take a leaf from their book to add to our own way of eco-friendly living. It is lovely to have you here, whether this is your first or not your first episode. Thank you so much for listening in. This is going to be a chat with Sebastian, the one of the owners and founders of The Carrot's Tale, which is a vegan cafe and zero waste shop in Rathmines in Dublin. During lockdown, I only just moved to a new house and myself and my housemates literally would go to the Carrot's Tale almost once a week for the duration of the lockdown. So I was very lucky to have such a gorgeous spot so close to me and I was like, you know what, I'm going to have to just get Seb onto the podcast because they're doing something good for the planet, having this really easily accessible, gorgeous cafe in the middle of Dublin. So I hope you will enjoy this episode. I hope for anyone participating in secondhand September, it is going well. I'll be sharing some tips on my Instagram. And yeah, this episode went out a little late today because I was at an animal rebellion protest with Extinction Rebellion, Animal Rebellion, our sister organisation that are basically fighting for climate justice, fighting against climate change. But their focus is also on animal rights because you can't have climate justice Justice without human justice, the same way you can't have climate justice without animal justice. So that's why this episode is going out a little late today, but I hope you're having a lovely Monday and I hope you're having a lovely September so far. And yeah, that's pretty much it. If you'd like to support this podcast, I do have a Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash book of leaves. If you could donate to the running of this podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. And thank you so much to my sponsor so far. And I also have a buy me a coffee page if you want to support it once off. Buy me a coffee.com forward slash book of leaves and as always please please share this episode share this podcast recommend it to a friend and rate and review if you listen to it on apple podcasts okay here is fashion from the cards tale enjoy and i will talk to you after Sebastian, thank you so much for chatting to me on the Book of Leaves podcast. It's lovely to have you here on your day off as well. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you very much for inviting me. No worries. We also are joined by your pet cat, Cornelia, as well. So Yeah, she's sitting just here. Oh, so cute. So cute. Anyway, <laughs> before we go down talking about our pets a whole, which could last a very long time, um, can you introduce? <laughs> That's not what we're here for. <laughs> talking about pets, God, I wish. Um, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, that's listening. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where you're from? Um, what your background is in? Any mad places you've travelled or lived? Just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Uh, my name is Sebastian. Uh, you might know me from the Cards Tale, where I'm one of the owners. Jenny is the other, um, but she is busy packing away some stuff, so she won't be on the call today. Um, originally, I'm from Denmark, but I've lived in Ireland for the vast majority of my life. Spent a bit of time in Spain as well. Um, as I said, most of the time it's been here in, in Dublin. My background is in is in business. I spent most of my professional life in, in software sales. 
before a year and a half ago, we opened the Carousel, just as something different to do, you know. It's kind of sick of the uh, the corporate life. I wanted to uh, to try something else. Also, sure. we figured that maybe we could we could help spread the message behind you know plant based food and the importance of of cutting back or totally eliminating uh, your meat consumption. Um, I'm trying to to do some good in terms of of the waste that we generate as well, whether that's from the food that we eat or the products that we use. And you mentioned that you come from like a corporate kind of background. So were you already vegan and aware of waste at that time? Or when did that kind of shift happen? And usually one comes before Um, the other or like, you know, I became a vegan before I was aware of the environment and one kind of fed into the other. Was that the same for you or how did that okay. whole shift happen? Um, I think my, mine was probably the other way around. Um, like growing up, I come from a pretty traditional family. Um, growing up here in Ireland, my diet was meat and two veg, um, as everybody else's probably was as well. And I didn't really think that there was any other way to live or, or anything particularly wrong with living and, and eating in that kind of a way until maybe five six years ago watched a documentary which was more focused on the impact uh, that our diet has on the planet so in terms of the land the resources the water it takes to to create a kilo of meat versus a kilo of rice or beans or whatever it might be which kind of got me thinking i could take a few very simple steps to have a positive impact on the planet it wasn't then until until i started doing a bit more research that i learned what we're doing to the animals is is pretty uncool so that just gave me all the more reason and kind of belief that that what i was doing was the right thing and made the journey that much that much easier as well um but i went vegetarian for for a few months and then watched some other documentary i think that one was probably like cowspiracy or or one of those more common ones and then overnight just from vegetarian to to vegan was there anything that spurred then veggie to vegan do you remember was a cowspiracy it was it was either that one or or one of the big ones in around that time and is jenny the same how did you guys meet when when we met neither of us were were vegan or vegetarian she was probably the one that was pushing a bit more for it yeah i was like no get out of that give me some chicken or I'm, I'm having steak for dinner you know and she'd just have the veg on the side and then she came home one day and i was like jenny I watched this great documentary, so uh, I'm vegetarian now. <laughs> She's like, I've been what? telling you this all along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like all it took was me to watch a documentary instead of listening to her for, for a few months. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Like then overnight, we just kind of got rid of whatever meat products we had, gave them to my flatmate, um, and totally changed the way that we wow. that we approached food. Going, were you living kind of zero waste before that as well, or were you trying to reduce your waste and were you plastic aware or whatever at that point? Not as much as I am now. Like uh, I've always tried to to like reduce the amount of food waste in particular that we would have. So my approach would always be buy some products and then just eat whatever you have in the fridge, even if that last day's meal is going to be pretty random <laughs> consume yeah. all of that first before you go shopping again if there's any leftovers from dinner then get it into some form of tub and that's lunch for the next day but then obviously going vegetarian watching those kind of documentaries uh reading up a bit more about about the impact that we as humans have on the the environment just kind of made me take an extra few steps just kind of starting with some of the basic things like not buying plastic bags when you go shopping that's probably one of the easiest things that you could do or getting a bag for life, keeping that one on you at all times. Um, over the years, we've then 
taken some bigger steps. So like the deodorants that we use now, uh, the toothpaste that we use, the toothbrushes that we use would all be, be much more eco-friendly than back in the day when you just quickly pop into Dunn's and get whatever toothpaste that comes in some plastic thing that's never going to break down and just putting that in some plastic bag as well that just goes straight in your bin when you get home. Um, so like obviously it's been a, a gradual process. There's still things that we do now that that we could do better in the house, in the cafe, in our in our daily lives. Take the easy ones first and then slowly start tackling some of the bigger ones that are more like lifestyle changes that you need to make. Yeah. And there's some things that we'll we'll probably never eliminate. Like well my parents live in Spain and the rest of my family's in Denmark. So I'm still gonna get on a plane and go and see them from time to time. Um <laughs> you know, so there there is things that we do that have a negative impact on the planet, but we're probably not going to stop doing. It's more about just kind of taking those smaller, easy ones that you can overnight implement, that all of those things combined actually add up to a, a pretty significant impact. They do. They really, really do. So yourself and Jenny are becoming like more conscious and you've, you're both now veggie and vegan. So at what point did you think, let's open a vegan... <laughs> cafe and zero way um, shop in Rathmines. that's not what we were thinking either um <laughs> I, guess, I guess when we went vegan we kind of realized that like it wasn't that easy just to go out and get a slice of vegan cake or a cup of coffee and if you did find somewhere that had a vegan option it was typically going to be banana bread jenny hates bananas so that's probably where it all came from jenny's hate of bananas <laughs> right so that's why it's not called the that's where the carrot yeah that's where the carrot tail was born and we just wanted somewhere that you could go and sit relax choose whatever you wanted from the menu safe in the knowledge that it was all all plant-based and no animals are harmed in the making of it um, and it has a a better impact on the environment from there things kind of escalated a little bit um i had been on a trip to denmark saw that they had a, a zero waste shop over there and just kind of really liked the concept behind it really liked the people that were that were working there as well and just kind of got chatting to them and thought maybe we could incorporate that into the cafe as well amazing but um, who is the cook where did the food and recipes and everything the dishes come from so that's all that's all jenny jenny's the head chef i kind of focus a bit more on front of house and all the fun business side of things but yeah no all all the recipes are jenny's i like to to take credit for the granola but apparently i didn't actually come up with that one totally by myself (laughs) um and it all just kind of came from like trial and error we've always really enjoyed spending time in the kitchen yeah um so that that's something that we used to do a lot of on on a day off or on a Friday night. Instead of going out for a nice meal, we'd go and buy some good quality ingredients, either find a recipe online and kind of tweak or modify it, or just just try to come up with something for ourselves. Um, so I guess over the years, we, we built up a few recipes that we liked. And then when we started getting a bit more serious about it, Jenny quit her job and, and kind of spent six nine months just head down coming up with as many recipes as possible and doing all the graphic design all the logos and all the creative stuff for the business amazing well 
like myself and my housemates are obsessed with Jenny's cooking in that case. <laughs> Literally, you guys. Yeah, she's, she's, she's pretty good. She is so good. And you kept us going in lockdown. You were, th- you were within our 5K radius. So on Sundays, we would treat ourselves to Carrot's Tail. And like. Yeah, I, I, I remembered a, f- a few big enough orders that you came in to collect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's five of us living in the house i swear okay oh, okay okay <laughs> but, no, but th- thank, thank you very much for for all the support and for anyone else that is listening that has been supporting us from the start um that's awesome that you guys have have kept us going for this long especially during the lockdown where obviously it was it was tough but like having having the smiles of customers and kind of seeing those repeat and regular customers coming back in whether it was every sunday or or wednesday whatever it was um, and kind of knowing that on Sunday you're going to get the orders from this person and it's going to be this kind of food uh, and then just having the, the quick chat with them for those five or ten minutes. It, it actually made a huge difference to us, you know, gave us that reason to, to still get out of bed when the easy approach probably would have been just to to throw in the towel. So thank you yeah. to everybody that supported us and and still does well it's well deserved honestly because not every vegan business that has opened in dublin has lasted there has been some that have closed or whatever so that stands to you guys as well and your your own food Um, and it's a tough business though like mm -hmm. um which is why it's it's so important that that we support all the vegan businesses that are out there you know it's cool to have favorites and and give a bit of extra love to them but Anytime that you're passing by or in, in other neighborhoods, pop in and eat some food or even just get a coffee from some of the other places. Um, like every every penny counts. Keep on keep on spreading the love to all the vegan businesses. We hate when any of them go under or close down. How do you, um, how is there is there kind of like a camaraderie between like the vegan and veggie places in Dublin? Because there are a good few now at this stage. Um, uh, do you guys, I don't know, communicate with each other at all, or uh, is there kind of a healthy kind of competition but support kind of thing going on? Yeah, no, I think we're still at the stage where like the community is small, so we're all still helping and supporting each other, and we're all still kind of unique in our own ways. Yeah, that we're not directly competing. So, I mean, if you look at us compared to to take of edge or or virginity, I feel that there's still there's still differences between us. So if you want that fancy meal out on a Friday night, you're probably not going to go to Take a Veg or the Car's Tail, but you'll go to Virginity. Yeah. Or if you want that quick grab and go lunch to go sit in the city centre, well, Take a Veg, great option there. Or Sunday brunches is probably up with the Car's Tail. So I don't think we're really at the stage where we're like fighting and competing with each other. And there's like there's so many people in Dublin, vegans and non-vegans, that there's plenty of business for us all to go around. Yeah, that's good. And what um, do you think about people who there's sometimes within the vegan movement itself, we can be our own worst enemies. There's, you know, people who would like to go to say a big chain like TGR Fridays if they come out with like a vegan meal and they want to support that and let them know or let Eddie Rockets know that hey, we do want their burger, but What's your own kind of opinion on supporting those big chains by letting them know, yeah, we do want these Beyond Burgers, but like striking a balance where you're also supporting the local businesses? Yeah, I think I think you kind of got it right there. That balance is the most important thing. So if we all decide just to boycott KFC or McDonald's, even if they launch a plant-based version of the Big Mac or whatever it might be, 
they're going to quickly remove that from the menu, which means that in the future, if a group is going, even if one isn't vegan or vegetarian, they might have been drawn towards that burger just to try it, which is less waste for the planet. It's one less animal that we're that we're slaughtering as well. So it has that positive impact for sure. So like it's important that we that we show these big chains that there is a demand for other products, for vegan products, but not forgetting about about the smaller guys who who are kind of putting everything on the line to open up or or just to survive. Like it's a tough one, you know. People are always asking if we would support or if we buy the Denny's sausages or the Denny's mince meat. Or I saw the other day that Starbucks had launched I can't remember what it was. Pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice something. Latte, something. Yeah, the craze is coming back now. Uh, yeah. And like on Facebook, half of the people seem to be attacking the other half because they're not supporting the small ones or because they're just so excited that Starbucks now, while ninety nine percent of their money comes from animal exploitation, you know, why are you still supporting these guys? And it's like <laughs> why are we fighting amongst ourselves? You know, we're all at the end of the day on the same team, like Team Vegan, Team Planet. What is it that we're doing here? Fighting amongst ourselves instead of spreading the message to other people that might not be aware. Getting some non vegans to try the pumpkin spice latte from starbucks which might be an easier sell than telling them to come to a hundred place plant-based cafe yeah you know and then slowly kind of edging them towards taking that big step and having a full vegan meal it's a it's a tough one to be honest with you but i guess it's to not forget about the small businesses like don't always be going to the big chains like strike the balance yeah if we don't if we don't show those big companies that there is a demand for it they're not going to produce it um And it's going to make it harder for other startups to to be brave enough to do it because they won't see that the demand is there. And then we're just going to be stuck in this constant little cycle of, of veganism living as a niche product where there's only a few niche players, whether that's the carrot's tail or whoever it is. Yeah. Has their small little local following, but but they'll never get any bigger than that. How was the reception from the locals when you guys opened i remember having a chat with you in the cafe about this before yeah. because of who you guys um, replaced so what was it like was when it, you opened first it was a tough one for sure like um for anyone that's familiar with rap minds before the carrot's tail it was a 100 percent like irish breakfast i don't think a vegetable had ever seen that kitchen um <laughs> The, the clientele was was different as well like you know it was it was people coming in for their for their pot of tea and their full irish fry up um the place was jammed all the time like so they they obviously were doing all right and they had their customer base and then in steps me and, and jenny with our 100 percent plant-based zero waste eco-friendly approach to life which uh definitely raised a few eyebrows like the first few months were just were painful to be honest with you, people coming in saying, ah, oh, good, you just finally painted the walls. I'll have two sausages, a fried egg, and a coffee. I'm like, uh, oh, no, we, we didn't just paint the walls. We kind of changed, took over, changed. And what's the reaction when they realize that there's nothing, like everything um, is vegan? They probably, because some people just think it's so alien. They they think it's... Yeah, a lot, a lot of people left. Obviously, a lot of people weren't brave enough to try a cup of tea with, with soy milk or an oat latte. Um, 
or our, our take on, on breakfast. Listen, it, it, like it's not for everyone. Um, again, as I said, the, the clientele in there before were probably a little bit older than the customer base that we have now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say that, that that's a harder sell. If you've spent 50, 60, 70 years of your life eating a certain type of food and drinking your tea or coffee in a certain way, to have some young pup telling you that what you're doing is is wrong and come and come and live my way now, most people aren't aren't gonna accept that. No. Um and they'll go somewhere else and have their fry up. So the first few months were more of a an educational piece in kind of telling those people that this is what's here now. We're not going anywhere. Either give it a go or or don't. <laughs> yeah. We've been there for a good year and a half now. So I'd probably say a good ninety, ninety five percent of the people that walk through the door know what they're getting themselves into um whereas those first few months it was probably flipped the other way and 95 percent of the people didn't have a clue what was going on (laughs) until they came up to the till (laughs) and have you had any good kind of stories have you had any people that you know are like 100% not vegan or vegetarian and they're coming in and they're coming back yeah like we definitely kept a few from those early days um but I think the biggest change probably came during the lockdown um when everybody else on Ratmines Road seemed to be closed like Starbucks were closed for what felt like forever um and all the other kind of big chains around there kept their doors closed I guess they could afford they could afford that kind of thing um but we were open so we were kind of the only option or one of the only options for a lot of people so they'd come in on that first time they would be okay do you want a oat coconut or soya for your cappuccino go through that whole spiel again and we kind of felt that we had gone back a year we were just having that conversation over and over again but a lot of those people still come in for their coffee now you know they're like you've converted me like i still eat meat but i drink my coffee with oat milk now which is amazing that is so amazing um, some of them have come in and tried the food uh, most of them have come back again now like they're not regulars in terms of coming in every day or every weekend but time to time you'll see them pop pop in again and sit down have their sandwich and cup of coffee and, and off they go um so i think lockdown or, or covid in that way kind of did a bit of good both for us but but also for the for the animals and for the planet just yeah. in, in showing people that food is food if if you got somebody in the kitchen that knows what they're doing they can they can make vegetables taste amazing Mm-hmm. Um, and just because there's a piece of meat in your sandwich, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a good sandwich. Like you can you can mess that up pretty easily as well. So that that's kind of a, a fun success story, I guess, that came out of of the whole lockdown. That's really cool. And how is it looking for you now? I imagine it was probably scary having to try fork out rent in that time, and you had no choice but to open because. Like it was, it's just yourself and Jenny's small business. So, is it kind of going okay now? How are you feeling about the future beyond lockdown and all that um, kind of jazz? Yeah, no, like it, it was obviously a worrying and, and pretty stressful time. But like we had, as I said, really good support from from locals and from from our regular customers. I will also say that that the government was actually pretty good in terms of helping out small businesses. Um, through like rent or not rent rates relief through uh, wage subsidy schemes and restart grants so there's been there's been good help there and um, I don't think that they want to see every small business go under because obviously the economy can't afford that so so we've been lucky that that we've been looked after in a way both by government and by customers 
Um, we have obviously had to make make some changes into how we operate into some of the products that we buy and sell um, just to kind of have a bit more business focus, I guess, which seems to have gone down well from the majority of the customers. So like one thing that we did that you might have noticed is not gotten rid of, but kind of changed the way that the that the zero waste shop looks. We used to just have everything in jars that, and some scoops lying around that people could just freely touch and use and it was a very hands-on approach but obviously with covid that's just not an option so we packaged up what we had put it in like jars and little uh, little uh, recyclable bags and then brought in a lot of new products where possible still trying to focus on on the packaging being as environmentally friendly as possible so at the very least recyclable but that's just one like one example of something that we had to do as business owners just to keep the doors open so like like we're optimistic about the future. I think for the first time we we've had that little chance just to sit down and kind of evaluate what was going good and what wasn't going good for the business and what kind of changes we could make to to maybe make it a bit a bit better, a bit easier for ourselves to manage as well. So we're if quietly wants- positive or optimistic that we'll still be there in in another few months or this time next year oh my god well fingers crossed you will be <laughs> guys i don't know if you know this but they have vegan wagon wheels at carrot's tail so yeah we did we, ju- we just brought in a new flavor of them as well there's mint ones available now we'll come in and get them I have to drag shane for another road trip um <laughs> that like yeah you're doing what you can to survive which is really great but for some i want to move on maybe for to some kind of advice for for listeners and that for people either cooking at home or in their own if they're if they're working somewhere that serves food you talked a bit about food waste have you any kind of tips what do you guys do in your own kitchen to kind of manage food waste in a kind of commercial sense I guess one thing that we try to do is is kind of plan ahead so nowadays I'll spend a bit more time looking back on on previous weeks or month sales in terms of how many burgers do we do, so then I roughly know how many tomatoes to get in or how much lettuce to get in for them, how many Caesar salads are going to go. If the weather is good, we'll probably sell an extra few, but if it's scheduled to rain, salads might be a bit lower. So try to keep an eye on on those kind of things so that at the end of the day, you're not sitting on 20 tomatoes and then you're not opening for another few days. So we've also always just had an approach to the kitchen that if something runs out, it runs out. Um, so <laughs> for anyone that comes into the car's tail at three o'clock on a Sunday, you probably know that uh, the waiter is going to come over and say, this is the menu, but we have sold out of X, Y, and Z. And we'd much rather have that, that approach to the kitchen instead of at the end of the day having 20 of each dish left over that you just have nothing to do with. Um, that's going to go into compost or into my belly, but like there's a limit on on how many hot dogs I can eat on a Sunday at four o'clock. <laughs> three. Three is the answer to that question. <laughs> Tried I'm proud of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if, if we ever miscalculate and there is stuff left over, uh, with cakes, we would do like a two for one for the last few hours. Um, if there's any cakes left over after that, the staff will bring them home. The same goes for, for food. So the staff all got strawberries on Sunday because we didn't sell as many pancakes as we thought we would. Where possible, we just tell them to bring whatever is left over home. Yeah. Um, so they, they're pretty happy about that as well. Me and Jenny, 
we'll bring whatever whatever we want home as well then as well so most of our meals now will will come from something that wasn't sold at the carrot's tail it's very little what actually goes into the bin at the end of a day or at the end of a service because it's been it's been well calculated or or hopefully it's it's sold out now they're good little tips like because i work the theater that i worked in that has yet to be reopened um has like a little kitchen for events and stuff there and sometimes the food waste is just shocking and it wouldn't always be on them you know if you're hosting a wedding say like and everyone beef or chicken are the two options everyone orders beef like they literally the the amount of portions you're throwing out like we would feed the staff and tell people to take home as much and then try organize with like local kind of charities and collections for homeless and stuff but there's only so much bread rolls people are willing to accept like um so yeah food waste can be a huge huge thing so yeah with with those with those ones like if if we ever did events, I remember we did we did a dinner service because they were showing game changers in the cinema beside us. And we just asked them all, this is the menu. What are you going to order? So pretty much took the orders in advance. And then we knew it was going to be 10 hot dogs, 15 burgers, five salads, whatever it was. And we had one or two extras of each dish uh, just in case there was any last minute changes. But that's it. Like So if possible, try to get those orders in advance because um, then you're guaranteed not to have any waste at the end of the day yeah obviously obviously that's not possible in every situation we certainly couldn't do it for a sunday brunch service try to predict what 100 people are going to come in and and ask them in advance what they're going to order but like if you know that you're doing a, a special event like that i don't see any reason that you can't ask people in advance what they're going to have for, for your home if there is any leftovers lunch the next day most things actually freeze pretty well, you know. Your freezer is your good friend, so invest in some good silverware or some kind of silicone bags uh, and get stuff in there. And then if you're ever working late one night, you can just quickly come home and and you have something that you can throw together in in a few minutes. Very true. It makes your life more convenient as well. Um, and you sell some really cool merch. You've got some really cool hoodies in your in your store now that say "Tofu Never Screams." Did you guys design those? Yeah, that's all Jenny as well. Yeah. Um, so Jenny's previous experience is actually as a graphic designer. This is the first kitchen that she's ever worked in, which just makes it all the more impressive that she's wow. actually able to feed that many people. Yeah, no, she she studied as a as a graphic designer, so came in pretty handy when we needed a logo um anytime we need the menus done or obviously for for the merch that we have in now that's all that's all on jenny as well that's unreal and where did the name the carrot's tail come from i was hoping you wouldn't ask that uh there's no story behind it unfortunately like we've like we've been racking our brains about where it actually came from i think we were just i think we were just brainstorming and just like throwing random words at a whiteboard and uh somehow carrot and tail seem to to work kind of well together but like it's a question that we've been asked so many times and we just don't have a good answer <laughs> for it just just came i'll, I'll try to have a better answer for the next time somebody okay yeah just come about. yeah yeah jesus guys make something up like right just make we've something. had a year and a half to do it now like <laughs> it's not like we're busy well, doing no, other I stuff i have to ask because there's there's a lot of um like the word pig seems to be really popular with restaurants, like on the pig's back or the pig's ear or like, oh, that's, yeah, it's, that's quite, it's quite common to have like actual animals in 
like restaurant names but it's always like a body part or something so when mm-hmm. i actually heard the carrot's tail i thought that oh it's like a vegan one of those you know a carrot's tail is like it's root it's vegan or something it's better than hearing you know the pig's heart or something which you'd yeah. be eating but that's what i thought you can take that story for your own use if you wish um, okay okay but it's not it's not it's not like an amazing story so i'll leave that up to you guys <laughs> but <laughs> um before we kind of close off i mean a huge part of what you guys do the little zero waste shop that you have at the front is is so cute and and the, all the, the vegan snacks you make it really it's such a good spot for people who want convenient kind of plant-based uh snacks and just food in general that are close by to rat mines it's really really handy but of course veganism is the main message of what you guys do so have you any advice because most people listening to this aren't aren't wouldn't be vegan so okay but they might very well be kind of having meatless mondays or on the on the road to a plant-based lifestyle or vegetarian so like how, what are your tips what's your own advice for people if they were going to go vegan like what would you say to people if you were if you knew they were kind of on the path or just to help them along i think the first thing is if you've even considered going vegan vegetarian meat free mondays that's awesome you've taken that first step and you're in for a pretty exciting journey now there's loads of different ways that you can approach it like it really all depends on if you're the kind of person that enjoys cooking or the kind of person that that orders a lot of food. I do think that that it's kind of important to to give it a go at, at cooking a little bit. A is going to be super expensive if you're just ordering food all the time. Um, but B, if you're cooking at home, like you have a bit more control about the seasoning or the the protein levels that you're going to get from different products that you're adding. Um, when we first went vegan, I think we just kept eating the kind of stuff that we that we were comfortable in eating so i enjoyed spaghetti bolognese and lasagnas um we love a good curry we love stir fries and we just found recipes for vegan stir fries and vegan lasagnas because that way you're not you're not eating something that's totally unknown to you you're just eating it in a different way so you're adding like lentils or chickpeas into your stir fry yeah. or you're cooking your your bolognese or lasagna with Denny's mince, the plant-based one, or Nettorli's. That's really the only difference. Like, you know, so it's it's not as daunting that way because it's not it's not a different type of food that you're eating. It's flavors that you're totally comfortable with. I think that's a, a kind of easy transition. You can then obviously start getting a bit more experimental, invest in some nice cookbooks or just find a few bloggers that you want to follow online and start trying some of their dishes. I think the best thing that you can that you can do is just get comfortable with cooking some food and, and realize that you're not restricting your diet. You're actually opening yourself up to to a world of different herbs and spices and, and plants and seeds that you would never have heard of. What else? Yeah, like come and and eat at the car's tail or go to Sova Vegan Butcher or go to Virginity or go to Take a Veg and, you know, find those restaurants with the dishes that you like. Because um, obviously it's important that you can still feel that you can go out and treat yourself on a Friday night or, or a Sunday afternoon 
mm-hmm. you know again don't think that when you go vegan you're going to be that awkward one in the group or life is going to be so difficult that you can't you can't just go to the supermarket and pick up stuff or you can't go out for a nice meal like that's not true at all um so jump onto like the the happy cow app and browse through all the different vegan options in dublin yeah we're very lucky in dublin to have so many options like yourselves and sova have you any advice if there's anyone listening who's thinking of maybe setting up a cafe or restaurant nationwide (laughs) don't do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah like no do it It's, it's good fun it's it's the toughest thing that we've ever done um like the past year and a half has oh man it's been brutal but it's also been one of the most rewarding things that we've ever done do your homework do your research make sure that you're ready for solid 15 hour hour days seven days a week and if you're not ready for that then make sure you have enough money that you can pay other people to do it for you i guess like now it's as i said it, it's it's not for everyone but it has its it has its rewards as well um if anyone does have questions about setting up or anything like that they're welcome to contact me pop into the cafe or shoot me through an email um especially if it's if it's something that's going to be plant-based i'd love to see more more vegan options opening up in dublin again like let's not be scared of of competition amazing oh, i can't wait I'm, like, I'm so hungry now even just talking to you i've just been thinking about your mac and cheese um <laughs> making mac and cheese is good you know, you know we do it with uh with bacon bits in and now on sundays on saturdays and sundays don't tell me that. No. just to make it that even bit more appealing I don't know why, but I should have actually asked you to do this interview on a day that you were working so I could go in after knowing I'd be hungry. It's <laughs> <laughs> all the way, I'll have to wait till next weekend. Yeah, list, um, listeners would have had to listen through us just eating our way through the menu. Yeah, well, listeners, will be this will be going out on a Monday, so you'll have to wait till Wednesday. You guys are up Wednesday to Sunday now, Yeah, uh, at, at the moment, it's Wednesday to Sunday, so Wednesday to Friday, we're there from 12 to 7 with our midweek menu, which is a few different sandwiches, a breakfast wrap, Caesar salad, different burgers. And then we have the full brunch menu on Saturdays and Sundays from 10 until 4. We are in, in, in a little bit of that kind of zero waste philosophy. So if there's something from the menu that you 100% want to try and you're going to cry if it's not there, then try to come in a little bit earlier or give us a shout and we can make sure that there's one put aside for you. Uh, Jenny is just here telling me that it's very important apparently to when you do come into either us or anywhere else to take some nice pictures and make sure that you tag people uh, and the businesses on Instagram on Facebook share little stories and um, you know it's something that that any customer can do it takes two minutes doesn't cost you guys anything um, but it can open up our business to some of your followers who otherwise wouldn't know about us that is very true yeah posting on instagram or whatever social media that's one thing i do i social media is what you make of it i think and if you're following the right people the right accounts it can be so fulfilling so cool. go forth eat food and share it online right? yeah, yeah you know it, it is kind of awkward that uh we can't seem to eat a meal without taking a picture of it before but uh <laughs> if that is going to be the case then why why not quickly share it as well well. i remember trying to do that i remember during lockdown i was like you know i'm gonna put up a little post about card's tale so but i'd already started eating the burger so i was like (laughs) oh well i was gonna put up this photo of this happy burger but sometimes that happens where like people post up their their meals and like not gonna lie some of mine are empty plates because i was like lads i was 
I, I forgot about it, it or I was too hungry. It's yeah. <laughs> too hungry. It looked too good. I was in the moment. I ate it. Yeah, your food is so, so good. So I really hope that some people listening, if they haven't heard of you, will pop into Rat Mines or if they're in, whenever they're in Dublin next, we'll go give you a visit. And as always, support your local um, businesses, your local small businesses in this new normal da, 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 yeah. as much as you can thank you so much for your time Seb and thank you to Jenny as well not, not a problem thank you very much again um, hopefully there was some some good information in there for you yeah. and we'll see you all in the car's tail soon Okay, that was Sebastian, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Don't forget to give their Instagram a follow. I've linked it in the show notes. And oh yes, if you can't find the links in the show notes on this podcast platform that you're listening on, if you go check out bookoflyspodcast.com, you'll find everything linked there properly. And there's also all the other episodes on the website and extra info that you might not have in the show notes on this platform. Now, like Sebastian said, if you're going into a small business, don't forget to take a photo and share it online that helps hugely so remember that going forward and same with the podcast (laughs) if you could share this podcast as well that would also be a big big help I won't keep you much longer I hope you're having a wonderful day and I will catch you in two weeks time as always if you have any suggestions for the show the layout of the show if you want to find out more about a specific topic or you have an idea of someone that I should interview or you yourself think that you've got something to share absolutely get in touch you can contact me at cara at bookofleespodcast.com or through my Instagram or Facebook or Twitter whichever is easiest for you so have a lovely day and I will talk to you in two weeks time bye